If you're thinking about starting a podcast, you should absolutely do it. You have a voice that's unique. I tell everyone there's 7 billion people in this world. So as long as you get your small slice of the market, you're going to say something that's different than someone else is going to say it. You have a different story. You have a different personality. 7 billion people. Don't worry that somebody else has already done the idea. If you feel that something's burning inside of you, share it with the world. Welcome to Starve the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Joining me today, long overdue, the Monica Rivera, or as her friends call her, Mo. Mo, <laughs> what's going on? Jared, it's so good to finally chat with you. I know we talked about this for a while, but to do this in person is even better, and I'm super excited well, to talk I, with you. Well, I prefer the in-person interview. I do, too. I don't mind Skype or whatever, but I always like the in-person, so... Sometimes people are like, oh, this person doesn't really want to interview me. I'm like, no, I do. I just want to do it when we're together. I'm glad we finally are sitting here and doing this. This is long overdue. Mo, I can't think of anyone right offhand who has had such a exciting and explosive year as you. Thank you. Maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, (laughs) from the outside looking in, it looks like Monica is just on fire. How are you feeling? I appreciate that. I feel really blessed, actually. Yeah. Uh, so before I started my podcast, I was in this place where I was working in corporate America mm-hmm. and feeling really low, kind of dinged around a little bit. I started to lose a little confidence in myself right. and my capabilities. And I thought, okay, something needs to change here. And I'd wanted to start a podcast for years. I bought a mic in 2013, the end of 2013, and I never used it because I kept talking myself out of it. And once I started podcasting, Jared, it felt like, all my lights were coming back on. Oh, wow. And I thought, you can do this. Those doors were closed before because those weren't your doors. And um, and yeah, now that I've been doing this, it's been amazing. Well, I'll say this. There's a lot of people who start and they love it initially, but then they get a little discouraged because they, they're not seeing progress or what they think should be progress. I don't know if you've dealt with that at all, but again, from the outside looking in, it looks like you're just continually going in a, in a really good direction. Your reputation's good. You are smart with your connections. Your shows are, from what I've listened to, are very helpful and very uh, introspective. So I, I'm excited for you, I think. And I'm glad to be your friend. And I like being connected with, with doers like yourself. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. So I think for me, it was really building community. And I think I've shared this with you privately before. The best thing that I love most about podcasting is the community of people that I've met. So in my corporate job, I work from home. Mm -hmm. And so that can be really isolating because you find like when you receive a package, you're like chatting up the UPS guy like, hey, tell me about your day (laughs) because you've been home all day not talking (laughs) to anybody. And so podcasting, it can be very isolating at times. And there's been times, of course, that I've had the comparisons, but then I lean on the community of people that I've met. So I've chatted with you a bunch. I've chatted with other folks just that know what it feels like to go and do this week in and week out. And I rely on that for strength. Wow. Okay. So when someone first meets you, at least, again, my impression is you're confident, you're optimistic, you're positive. Is that really at your core? Is that who you are? I mean, are you an introvert at, back like in the to, apartment? or I'd like to say I'm a social introvert. So events huh. like this are really fun, but I also need a lot of time to recharge as well. Okay, I can So like that, that recharge time is really important for me. Um, I like wow. to like photograph and read and write. So a lot of those activities are just for myself. And then when I'm on with people, like it's fun and I enjoy the interaction, but I need to have that recharge time. So, so podcast movement for you, you probably needed 
a weekend to just <laughs> detox and. Well, I drove there, which was nice because okay. that drive for me coming from New York to Philly gives me the opportunity to just listen to music. I get lost in the road. And to me, that's my decompress time. Good. So as long as I have that, I'm good to go. You're good to go. Okay. So since you started the show, what are some, what are some things, some unexpected things that have happened? Uh, you mentioned community, but beyond, beyond podcast community, what are some things that have happened from the show that kind of surprised you a little bit? I think the biggest thing is NPR. So I applied for a fellowship with NPR. Yes. Congratulations, by Thank the way. Thank you very much. And so I was selected into the NPR early career program, which is weird to say early career because I've been working in corporate America for 15 years. So I don't feel early career or anything. But in podcasting, it's true. Yeah. And I remember going to Seattle for the fellowship, getting into the room, and people are introducing themselves. And someone stands up. I'm from the New York Times. I'm from the Associated Press. And they get to me and I'm like, I record out of my closet. I'm a podcaster. And I thought, what am I doing here? But then I quickly had to get over that feeling because I had to complete the fellowship and report on the story. And I would have never thought I would have done anything like that. I love the fact that you didn't hide and you said, hey, I'm a podcaster. Yeah. Sometimes I record in my closet. So take that, New York Times. Like That's that's fantastic. <laughs> Own it because that was my reality. That's and how it is. Just yeah kind of show people like why I was accepted into the program. And so I just really try to take as much of that experience as I could, especially from people that have been doing this for 20 years. What could I learn from them? What could I do better? And so that, I mean, I would have never thought that I would have been in a room like that when I first started. Well, good for you. So what opportunities are potentially opening up from that or, or what, what happens with that? So from that, I've met like a whole bunch of journalists and I've just been able to tell stories a lot better now. Okay. And I start to think about other things that I want to do within this space in terms of producing audio that are podcasts, not similar to just what I do now, but I would love to report more stories and go out to the places that I've traveled and really connect with the people that live there and bring back those stories and tell them. So rather than stay in my closet and talk to people over Skype, how can I go out to that person's environment and really have those conversations? And I would uh -huh. love to do that. I like that. Yeah. I kind of enjoy that myself. Uh, this isn't exactly <laughs> what you're describing, but it's my version of it anyway. All right. So, Monica, what episode? Well, let's back up a second. Some people don't know about what your show's about. What is your show about? So my show is called You Want to Do What? And think of that idea or bucket list item or dream you've always had. And you decide you're finally going to tell your best friend. You right. say it out loud and your best friend turns to you and says, do you want to do what? And it's kind of that crazy idea. And how can you really connect to it? And it's called you want to do what? Because that's what I told myself when I was thinking of starting. It was that voice of, do you really want to do this? And so hopefully I connect with people who kind of feel in a similar space. Well, you've been, you've been pretty vulnerable on the show. I mean, you've talked about some topics that some people might be like, ah, I don't want to put that out there. But what has encouraged you to say, okay, now I'm going to go ahead and share this? I think because when I first started listening to podcasts, which, gosh, has to be 12 years ago but at this point, I listened to shows that weren't highly produced. There were just one person in a room or two people in a room, and I felt like I knew them. So when I started my show, I just was like, I want to be that person for someone else. I want to feel like they know me. And I didn't really give it a lot of thought of it has to be really produced and it has to have all these sound effects and all these things. Yeah, I've fallen into that trap. Yep. I just wanted to be the friends of someone like a lot of the podcasters I felt like were my friends. And because of that, I felt like I needed to share who I was. 
Man, that's fantastic. And so having the podcast has also opened up a lot of opportunities for you to, to do something else that you're passionate about, which is public speaking. Yes. So where did this desire to, to do public speaking, where did you kind of get that bug? And then how has podcasting kind of, you know, given you some opportunities for that? Well, being in corporate America, I've always spoken in, okay. in corporate settings, but it's always been Monica representing X company or Y company. Right. Because of my show and really getting into a place where I've done corporate for such a long time. And I think I started to get into that trap where I thought my identity was tied into my job title. And a lot of people feel that way. If I don't have this job, then who am I? And so I wanted to try to turn the conversation around to those people beyond just podcasting and speak to people about them, be able to look people in the eye and say, I'm with you. I felt exactly the same way. I promise you there's things that you can do so that you can regain those parts of your identity. And so through public speaking, I'm able to do that. And so podcasting has now given you opportunities to you know, share about your show, share about what you're learning. Yeah. And, and I mean, you've, you've been doing this, uh, I mean, kind of across the country in a sense. I mean, you've, you've been speaking in different states and stuff. Has that been intimidating at all? Or uh, Sometimes it is. I think yeah. when I first get into the room, like for the first five minutes, I have a little bit of time out, which is weird to me because I've spoken so many times before. Right. But it's, it's different because now it's no longer Monica representing this company. It's Mo standing it's there representing your, herself. Your story, yep. And so that is still something that I'm getting used to. But I love it. And I just love meeting people afterwards and like hearing what they take from it and how I can help them. And yeah, it's been really well, you deserve it. And uh, I'm thrilled to see that you're doing those things. Uh, what are some things that you think uh, you're going to focus on maybe in 2019? So some of the guests that I want to have on the show, I want to kind of try to go into areas that I haven't tapped into just yet. So just different things where people can kind of realize that the everyday person that are doing these extraordinary things. So I've had like a couple of big name guests, which are great, but how can I bring on people that are also just kind of living the same life that I live and I just want to show what great things they've done in their life. And then also I hope to have that second show out there where I travel a little bit and I kind of bring some of those stories. Wow. And so, yeah, I think about maybe going back to where I'm from in the Bronx and telling some stories there. So that would be amazing. Yeah. So stay tuned. Ooh, Hopefully okay. it happens. Yeah, I kind of like where the, I like where this is going. <laughs> now you do know that's, that, I mean, you know, podcasting's work. It's not, you know, it doesn't just happen by snap. So do you kind of have a workflow now where you, you, you've got it figured out, so to speak, or I do batch recording is your friends. Okay. Everyone should adopt that. I think it's like the, the biggest way to give up space for other things in your life. Interviews. I try to record on Fridays. I do anywhere between two to four interviews on that day. I try to save my editing to certain days of the week because editing can kind of burn you out a little bit. Depending. Yeah, that's not my strength. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's tough. Depending have you considered getting help? Or I have, but then it always comes back to it's so hard to convey the story that I want to tell Fair to enough. somebody else. Yep. So I do it at this point by myself, but I have been a lot faster at it. When I first started, I remember I spent 13 hours editing someone's interview. 13 hours. And I looked around at the end of it, waiting for someone to give me a high five. There was, there was no one there, Jared, to give me a high five. But I just had to pat myself on the you back. Just had to, yeah. <laughs> I know that you did this. <laughs> yeah. But nowadays it is a lot faster. And then comes the practice and repetition. I, I had one night where I stayed up an entire night editing like a 25-minute episode. And after that, I was like, never again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to find someone to help me. Thankfully, I found uh, the person that I work with now, uh, which I'm happy to refer you to. He's awesome. Thank you. But um, yeah, that made a big difference for me. I think I'm still podcasting because I have help. Yeah. 
So no, thankfully, you haven't hit that wall yet. <laughs> no, not yet. And I've gotten a lot smarter too about the questions that I ask people. Yeah. So before I used to leave it really open and then kind of pull out the big stuff later on. Now I'm a little bit more focused on what exactly it is that I want to try to get from that interview, and it helps a lot also when you're coming to edit. Is there any conflict of interest with with work versus you know what you're doing on the side? <laughs> work has no idea that I do this, or they may have an idea I do this. I was talking about this with Dan. When I had the NPR opportunity, they tagged me in LinkedIn to congratulate me on the opportunity. And so I thought, okay, well, we'll see what my company says about this because now it's on LinkedIn. And my company liked the post. People that worked there liked it, but no one said anything to me directly. So it's one of those things that they haven't mentioned it and I haven't mentioned it. So we kind of okay. exist as if it doesn't happen. It'll be interesting to see how that dynamic shifts if at all yeah hopefully uh that doesn't yeah that doesn't become a challenge because there's Absolutely. other podcasters i've talked to who have who have had that problem <laughs> or problem problem's not the right word they've experienced people yeah, like some hiccups oh is this person still committed to us like yeah. crazy stuff like that but whatever i know i think about that too but we'll see what happens we'll yeah, cross that bridge that's, one that's day not where you're at right now that's good <laughs> All right, so Monica, I'd like to close out with a couple questions. One is, uh, if people are listening, they're like, more Monica. I need to hang out with Mo. I need to connect with Mo. How do they connect with you online? Sure. So the best way to reach me is on Instagram. I spend way too much time there. And my iPhone tells me that I spend way too much time on that app. But you can find me at You Want to Do What. And if you want to reach out to me, my website is youwantodowhat.com. All my episodes are there. I love chatting with people. I love meeting new folks. So definitely reach out to me, and I'd love to get to know you. Oh, well said. And lastly, we always close out with final thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts? If you're thinking about starting a podcast, you should absolutely do it. You have a voice that's unique. I tell everyone there's 7 billion people in this world. Oh, wow. So as long as you get your small slice of the market, you're going to say something that's different than someone else is going to say it. You have a different story. You have a different personality. Seven billion people. Don't worry that somebody else has already done the idea. If you feel that something's burning inside of you, share it with the world. Well, you are an example of that. Congratulations on all the success. I mean, I, I'm really like nervous to see what happens this next year. Because I mean, you, you've dominated in my book so much this, this past year. Like you're the best the sky's the limit <laughs> for you mo and i'm proud of you so you, well Jared. deserved and thanks for being on the show thank you so much for having me